0: Hey there, friends. We are going to kick off our February episodes by telling you about a little game that one of our friends in the Twitterverse has created. It's called Warmer
1: in the Winter. Warmer in the Winter is a new tabletop RPG on Kickstarter by Gameonomicon, created for games of holiday heartwarming romance in the vein of Hallmark, Lifetime, and Netflix Christmas movies. Also works well for games in the vein of TV shows like Good Witch and Gilmore Girls.
0: Built on the award-winning Powered by the Apocalypse Engine that also powers games like Monster Hearts, Girl Underground, and Masks, this engine puts an emphasis on storytelling and character moves that evoke specific
1: genres. The free beta copy went out in 2019, but this updated edition will clean up some phrasing, expand on the group controlled spirit of the season character, and provide locations as a sample setting to amp up the cozy drama.
0: So cozy, play as the perky beloved character, the quirky screwball, the reliable bestie,
1: or any other of the seven roles. Find out more and follow the campaign at bit.ly slash warmer rpg. Make sure to capitalize RPG. Enjoy warmer
0: in the winter, guys. Yay! Hello! Hello! Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie, and this is One Kiss Kiss Means Means Forever. Forever. This is the podcast that talks about all your secret Valentine loving desires, but then also kind of goes, oh God, that was really embarrassing. Like the kind (laughs) of things that you see on your favorite made-for-TV romances,
1: like on Netflix and Hallmark and Lifetime and some of those other ones. Some of those other ones. Well, we don't have to worry about some of those other ones today because we're talking Hallmark because Valentine's Day. Come on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Today we're talking about a little 2018 movie, originally aired February 3rd, called My Secret Valentine. It's a Hallmark movie and this is what they say. A young woman takes advice from the chalkboard notes that her mysterious house rental tenant leaves when a slick sales rep arrives with plans to buy her family's prized winery. And it stars the Queen of Hallmark, Lacey Chabert, and one of the many kings of Hallmark, Andrew Walker.
0: (laughs) True. All right. So Queen Lacey Chabert plays Chloe Grange, a restaurant general manager in Portland, Oregon. When her father, a small winery owner, asks her to return home to talk, she goes for the week of Valentine's Day. Turns out he's ready to retire and has agreed to meet with a boxed wine company rep to talk about selling. Due to the Valentine's Day wine festival, the manager of the winery, Chloe's bestie Leanne, has rented out a rustic cabin on the property, which is bittersweet for
1: Chloe since it was her dead mom's favorite place. So Andrew Walker's Seth Anderson is the winery rep. Uh, he's very confident in his abilities and has a promotion riding on this sale. So he is planning to basically get in and get out. But he and Chloe get off on the wrong foot as she doesn't want to sell the winery. And she thinks that he is going to try and spindle them. And while the offer is actually doesn't seem to be bad we don't know what it is but you know they tell us it's fine chloe wants the winery to be loved by the people who run it so seth starts learning all about the the winery and the business and he's like helping out yeah so meanwhile
0: the rustic cabin is a bit too rustic for the tenant, meaning that things are breaking, the place is falling apart. Chloe goes out to check on things, but finds that the guest has started making some of the repairs himself and has left a note on the wall chalkboard, hoping that his meddling is okay. Um, Chloe's pretty thrilled about the fixes, so she buys him a toolbox and writes back on this same chalkboard um, and soon the two are exchanging chalkboard messages whenever chloe stops by the cabin including messages about how to
1: handle annoying people at work aka seth so in case you haven't guessed it of course seth is the man staying at the cabin what duh <laughs> Uh, he is used to city life, so things are like very quiet and there's not a lot to do in the cabin. Uh, so fixing things is just sort of like a way to keep himself occupied while he's there. And he's finding the getting them to sell job harder than anticipated due to Chloe uh, since, she, you know, she's actually making him work for it. Uh, but he is trying and he's learning about the wine and the grapes and participating and even helps chloe sell some cases of wine to a restaurant that the winery has been trying to sell to for a really long time but hasn't been able to Uh, but chloe just like she'll like get a little warmer and then close herself back off yeah so finally um chloe
0: suggests that In Need of Repairs, which is her handle that she signs off on on the chalkboard, um, and Handyman, which is his handle. uh, In in Need of Repairs and Handyman need to meet in person, IRL. Uh, She suggests a wine bar where she will order a specific type of wine, which is from her own winery, by the way. And that way that he'll know that it's her um when seth sees chloe make the order he realizes that she is the woman he's been chalkboard corresponding with this whole time but rather than come clean he does the thing where he like sits down across from her and says like are you waiting for someone and tries to throw her off his trail um chloe in turn thinks that
1: she's been stood up but they end up having kind of a nice time so chloe's dad is ready to make a decision about the winery That night, they all go to the Valentine's Day Festival where Seth and Chloe team up for a wine tasting competition, which uh, they sort of unsurprisingly win. Um, Of course they do. (laughs) And when she goes to celebrate the win with her father, Chloe admits that she actually wants to take over the winery. uh, But it is too late because her dad has already signed the contracts with Seth.
0: Dun, 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 dun. So, sad... Because, like, that's a sad thing, and also Seth didn't tell her about that, and so she's double sad. Chloe goes back to the cabin one last time, and there she accidentally knocks over a glass of wine onto some papers. While going to clean them up, she sees that the papers are the torn-up contracts that her dad signed. OMG, handyman is Seth. What? <laughs> and Leanne has also figured it out at the same time, the way that those movies do, uh, when she sees Seth at a cafe outside of town. So she calls
1: Chloe, who asks her to stall him so she can get there. So Chloe gets to the cafe and confronts Seth outside. Um, and he admits to ripping up the contracts because she should run the winery. And that's more important than his promotion. Uh, he also wants to do something more important with his life than be a boxed wine rep guy. Uh, so right next to some gas pumps, Chloe and Seth have their first kiss. And since one, one kiss, kiss means, means forever, we're going to assume that they run the winery together or something and pass it on to their children one day. The okay. end. Cool. Yeah. So. So. So, quick question that doesn't have to be actually in the podcast. This is for you, Katie. Okay. Did we do a test episode with this? So,
0: I feel like we must have because this feels so So familiar. familiar. Okay. But neither of us had notes on it and we don't have a recording on this. So, I wonder if we just
1: tested our format. Maybe, because I, like, I remember having some of these conversations. But that's... I think it was
0: maybe the very, very first test that we ever did, and then we just were like, this yeah. is never seeing the light of day, deleting. Okay,
1: maybe. But I, I, I don't
0: have it. Funny story that, I did have the original recording on my hard drive. So we thought it might be fun to include some of those things that we discussed way back in the early days of One Kiss Means Forever and include them here on this episode. So before we get into our "what the fuck" moments from 2021, take a listen to some of the things that Hannah found on that original recording that we thought you
1: might enjoy. Have fun. Not look like a Chloe, right? I, that it—the name really kept being like I, I have a problem calling her Chloe because I don't believe that Lacey Sturmier looks like a Chloe.
0: You know what's funny is I have noticed that with a lot of her in in these Hallmark movies, and I don't like. I don't know if there is a name that I would attribute to Lacey Chabert, including Lacey.
1: Like, <laughs> no, she doesn't look like a Lacey. She even. just looks like an entity, you know. Like, oh. well, I don't know that I've ever called her anything other than Lacey Chabert. Like, like it's she's a, she's a two name person. She's, she's a she's a full name person. Um, correction, she is also a Gretchen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she can definitely be Gretchen. That is true. I do buy her she's as a Gretchen. Gretchen.
0: She labels herself as in need of
1: repairs. Also, we should point out that her – she writes everything in cursive mm-hmm. because I guess that's more feminine. Yeah. Um, and he writes everything in block letters. His handwriting is much more legible in my opinion. But <laughs> also it might have to do with his – is in lines that are perpendicular to the sides of the chalkboard where hers are like at a tilt and you kind of have to turn your head a little bit to read them. but it was, I guess the reason obviously that
0: they did that it seemed like so you could tell that the two people who were writing to each other with no names you could you could allude to what gender they are yeah. if you are in feeling the most basic about gender norms. Yeah, right. It was definitely a like gender normsy thing. For girls sure. have cursive, men have blocks, girls yeah. like pink, and men like boys.
1: I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Blue. <laughs> A Freudian slip have I ever heard one gay. <laughs> All
0: my boyfriends are gay.
1: Like, um, I guess Leanne has figured out. I couldn't figure out how Leanne knew it was him at that point. I think, uh, yeah, that's unclear. Um, I don't know. But she knows it's him, too. And so Lacey Chabert is like, stall him, stall him. I'm coming, I'm coming. So she rushes over there, and he is is not stalled. He just wasn't ready to leave yet.
0: But the best friend
1: was like, I blocked his
0: car in with my car. Did I do good? (laughs) And so he comes out, and she's like, hey, handyman, I got your papers. Something happened to him. Mm -hmm. And, And he's all like... Yeah, I I didn't want to like. You're absolutely right. This is a family run farm. Don't sell the stratosphere. And she's like, I'm gonna take over. And he's like, That's great. And she it, but he's but then was like, I love you. Well, you so, didn't say that. No, she said that. She well, she goes in for the kiss, doesn't she?
1: No, oh, she sa- she says, um, What would handyman tell us to do now because oh. this is one of the thing like one of the things I wanted was to run the winery. He says, What's the other? And she was like, Well, what do you think Handyman would say? And then he was like, I think he would do this. And then he kisses her.
0: And then she says, I was secretly hoping it would be you. And then that's how the movie ends. Yes. Because one, one kiss, kiss means, means forever. forever. And we're back to twenty twenty one. It was nice hanging out in the past for a little while. Oddly enough, not much has changed in our opinion of the movie, so uh, we're going to go ahead and get on with how we feel about My Secret Valentine today. Just keep in mind that we have a couple hallmark hallmarks that we forgot to mention. So we have empty coffee cups and deception classic. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Thanks, guys.
1: So... I think I want to start with. I think I I think I want to start with the cabin. Great, because I have a lot of a questions about the cabin. Start. Yeah, it's a good place to start. <laughs> um, so this is her mom's favorite place in the world. It has not been kept up since she's died, and it right. it's been years. Um. So that's a little odd. I mean, renting it out like an Airbnb seems like a great idea. Why haven't they been doing this the whole time? Seriously. But, but also, it, it's a cabin that looks like it's made out of cardboard and, like, in logs. Um, Things are falling apart, like, comically. Yeah, you open the cabinet and then it yeah. comes off the hinges. Yeah. Right. Like- but then, on top of everything else, I cannot figure out this cabin. In terms of space, because you walk in, there's like a kitchen on one side, and what looks like a living room-ish area, like it's one open space, but like you know, it's sort of sectioned off as like, yeah, kitchen, living room, stairs. But he's sleeping on the couch as if there is not an upstairs with bedrooms. Yeah. So is there not a bedroom? I. You know, I don't know where did the stairs go. I didn't
0: really think about that. Why, like, why he's sleeping on the couch? Maybe he just feels more comfortable. I wonder if it's because the bedroom it's a not finished or b haunted because <laughs> they um one of the lot. Because one of the lines in the in the movie is um, how a creaky house makes you never feel like you're alone, and they both mm-hmm. find that comforting. And I wrote down, yeah, because it's haunted. <laughs> that's why you don't feel like you're alone. You're not. You're
1: never <laughs> alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, maybe that's why. But that's a really, really good question. I
1: it just like I I didn't understand the space
0: completely. <laughs> I feel like I have two questions about the cabin as well. Mm-hmm. So one, I guess it's like two and a half. Mm-hmm. So one is the fact that she keeps coming into the cabin yes. all the time yes. unannounced, which is like weird and probably unethical. She never sees him I know. at any of the points when she comes into that house. And then also, like, I know he's repairing things for fun, but then it kind of ends up being like, now you're expected to. So as (laughs) part of your rent, (laughs) you are now the super and expected to do these repairs, please.
1: Right. Right. It's a very odd situation.
0: Oh, but my next, like, kind of, I know those were like three different things, but I (laughs) do have one more thing about the cabin. Is the cabin is on the winery land, right? Mm-hmm. How does she not put together that Seth might be the tenant staying there? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I. Uh, the town doesn't also, seem that big, and we don't see very many people.
1: No. It also it seems like okay. There's this theory that you know the wine festival means there's no like they need the extra space. You know that there's. You know, all the hotels are booked or whatever, but like he doesn't seem to know that it's part of the winery either.
0: He must though, because she mentions like Grange Wineries at some point on the chalkboard, or leaves him a
1: bottle of Grange wine. Yeah, she she leaves him a bottle of Grange wine, but I don't know that that would tip me off of like, oh, this is the same owner. I
0: I don't know why, but I feel like there was at one point they that there was a, a, a valid connection between the winery and the cabin and i, mm. I can't
1: because I, I do know that the like airbnb like the faux airbnb site has like leo or something as the renter oh yeah um because it's it's a portmanteau of is it a portmanteau it's not or or what's the other one where you don't use the whole word
0: acronym Mm -hmm. uh, abbreviation I don't know
1: No, it's because it's part Leanne part Chloe Leo I guess it would be a portmanteau yeah well whatever a mishmash a mishmash a a smush but yeah like I I mean like it's not it's not advertised as part of the winery that that I do know
0: yeah I think maybe not advertised but there I do remember like having that wait no like they Like, there is – this is obviously on it. And so it was yeah. – uh, neither here nor there. But the fact that, like, she doesn't ask, so where are you staying, <laughs> it
1: never uh, comes so up. So these two people are, like, both very stupid and, <laughs> like, know things about each other that would be impossible. Like, I, I, I cannot get over the fact that at no point do either of them say – that the gender of who they are,
0: they do. When? Okay, so the fe- he calls himself handy man. Okay. So I, I put that together, and I so I wrote it down. Uh, um, okay, I re- did write it down, but it says handy man, but it doesn't mean that he's not like a sixty five year old man that she happens to be crushing on. But then she she makes she does make some mention about her being a woman vaguely I can't remember what but I was like oh so they do answer it
1: okay um I missed that but uh, like it just it's one of those things where it's like you do not know anything about this person like stop crushing on them it's a bad yeah bad look bad um look <laughs> but also uh this was another one that I really wanted to talk about was so he rips up the contracts before he knows that chloe wants to take over the winery with the assumption that she should take over the winery yeah <laughs> and you know like what if she didn't want to what if that she never wanted to do that that was not her dream like you, you know it was just such a it was so presumptuous of him or also maybe we're supposed to be like he knows her better than she does. I, yeah, I just, but like, how could that possibly be when they don't know who each other is?
0: It. I feel like I feel like you hit the nail on the head with <laughs> with just making assumptions because I feel like now that I've seen this movie a couple of times and because people talk to each other in a certain way, there are assumptions made. Obviously, we assume they're going to get together. We're assuming they're falling in love. And there's a couple um, uh, conversations that they have that. In any other movie, I feel like would be them falling in love, but I'm saving that for something else. Okay. Um, so, but there's a moment when, like, she's going in to sell that wine, and she's like, I have a system in her little book. A, mm-hmm. she doesn't technically work at the winery, so I don't know how she has a system for anything that has to yeah, do with winery right. She d-
1: She does not work there. <laughs>
0: No, but I think that's the reason. I think his observations of her doing these things with such care. I think he puts it together that she would be a really good fit, and that she has certain dreams of having something of her own. Sure. Um, so I think you're right that he's like, "This is what you should be doing," but he didn't ask. So you're yeah.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, it's it, but it's it's so odd to me that this this same person also like says like is it okay that i'm making repairs like that doesn't track yeah that, I, I he's a douchebag <laughs> <I'm> Sorry, <laughs> it's terrible
0: <laughs> yeah i mean so it's it's weird because like watching this movie again and there were a lot of things the first time around that i felt like Oh, I I noticed they they explained this, but I didn't think that they had, or this, Mm -hmm. that, and the other. But then the more and more I think about it, the more and more I feel like there are so many stark gaps in just the story arc of, like, other love story. Just, like, just hands down. Like, they have a couple really personal, genuine, like, sharing life story moments Mm -hmm. that happen before he finds out that she's in need of repairs. yeah yeah it's early, yeah, and so the fact that she's still cold to him at that lunch doesn't track because they've had really deep conversations, and if we're following the source material,
1: <laughs> which we will get into, <laughs> yes
0: like i I think that i I think that those scenes needed to have come
1: later. I completely agree with you. I cool. know exactly what you're talking about, yeah, <laughs> thank you, Hannah. yeah. Um, there's one other stupid point I really want to make. Great. And I, I would like your opinion on it because they are talking about what wine to serve at their booth at the wine festival and they decide that they need like two reds and a white or something like that. And the white they decide on is (laughs) rosé. (laughs) Rosé. And I want to know, is rosé white wine? no
0: i mean i I think okay so i'm not a winemaker and if you are a winemaker you can write to us at one kiss means forever at gmail.com um but um from the what little i know about wine is sure there might be white in it and it might be slightly pink because of like the ratio of the skins or like whatever but no hannah short answer no, it's not.
1: Right. It's just like. What? And it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous moment that like I just was annoyed. At. And you should be. <laughs> you should be.
0: Maybe they were doing the thing what like that Hallmark did where they just offered red and rosé for Valentine's Day <laughs> and there's
1: no white. No <laughs> white. Right. Blush and love. Should we move on to Hallmark Hallmarks? Let's do so. Okay. So my first one is, someone can take a vacation to come home with little or no notice. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: have, um, (laughs) we're wine making and we're making trendy wine, I feel has been a Hallmark Mm -hmm. Hallmark lately.
1: Yep. Uh, we have a, do this one thing at your job and you'll get the promotion. (laughs) I have that down too.
0: The great, good job. Um, they have a you, you moment.
1: Mm hmm. Uh, having a dead mom makes everything hard. We have a festival. And that festival is the biggest event of the season. Oh. <laughs> too
0: true. Um, we have. Uh, this is a really dumb one. I'm so sorry. But um, the high-powered executive shows that they're super high-powered and no-nonsense because they're working out at the job. <laughs> I feel like you see that all the time. It's like, I'm on a mm-hmm. treadmill, I'm on a treadmill, and I'm going. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can do my job and get my steps in. Yep. Um, uh, we know that uh, – Chloe and Seth are made for each other because they actually like the same "quote unquote" weird, although it's completely, totally normal and not weird at all. Snack. In this case, I believe it's like popcorn and M and M's. Popcorn and M and M's is just freaking delicious, right? And it's like I know so many people who eat that. It's not weird.
0: <laughs> the last one I ended up writing down is they win the contest.
1: <laughs> And I have coming back home at the end to take over the family business. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: awesome. A pretty parade. I didn't have any. I didn't think it was an ugly movie. It just nothing was special. <laughs> I have
0: one sort of neutral because I can't decide. Okay, but the the red truck that they have to make the
1: wine deliveries. It's like the the spring version of the evergreen truck.
0: It is, but it also (laughs) doesn't have a a hood, like a VW bus. It's flat in the front, and I couldn't decide if that was cute or not, so I called it the pug of trucks. (laughs) I like that. That's why I put it in the list. (laughs) That's
1: all I have. Okay. So I feel like we're going to deep dive it across the universe.
0: You you are such the queen across the universe. I think you probably have something really good.
1: Okay. Um, Because I didn't
0: touch on Shop Around the Corner stuff.
1: Okay. Well, that's basically all I talked about. Okay. So um, this is clearly based on Shop Around the Corner or the source material for Shop Around the Corner, which – I don't know, it's like Hungarian, so whatever. So, uh, but I, I decided actually this is a little bit more You've Got Mail, which again, also same source material, but I've decided it's a little bit you've more You've Got Mail because he's, you know, just trying to destroy her business, um, <laughs> which is not technically part of the shop around the corner, but got included in um, the You've Got Mail. And they even have the type of line that was like, I was hoping it was you, which, you know, so it's just like drastic. The other thing about this is, so I guess it was almost two years ago we did an episode on uh, Bottled with Love, Mm -hmm. which is another Shop Around the Corner movie starring Andrew Walker. Yep. About freaking alcohol. Yep. (laughs) And he Basically, does the same thing where he's like, "Oh, I guess I learn about how to do all the things, and then I basically switch jobs."
0: And they close the deal and have a heartfelt thing by fly fishing with the person who owns the land.
1: Yeah, yep. I mean, it's it's like shockingly. I was like, I've seen this movie, and it's it's better when it's Bethany Joy <laughs>
0: I yeah. The clothes were cuter and I thought that the the intricacies of the correspondence were better in bottled with yeah. love. Yeah. Previous
1: podcast episode bottled with love. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my uh my notes. Did you have anything? I have two more
0: things um where I think that it's kind of across the universe. Okay. Um we we've had a couple clock making people um in previous episodes princess for christmas and a merry a very merry Mm mix-up uh there's a point where um uh um andrew walker fixes a clock that was found in the cabin so like i feel like that's maybe more of a hallmark hallmark now than across the universe but kind of like chateau moreau a boxed wine company wants to acquire a solid family-owned vineyard, and the meet-cute is in a market of sorts. <laughs> I mean, granted, they first meet at the gas station, but then they kind of, like, have a convo about life in a market yeah.
1: first. Very So true. I thought that that was a really interesting parallel. True. And also, it's another movie that is, like, full-on anti-boxed wine. Yeah. Like, so anti-boxed wine. Guys, boxed wine is, is not bad. It's fine. It is fine. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's one of these things where, like, Hallmark, a company that is apparently weirdly anti-box wine and Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I could live off of box wine and Brussels sprouts. I I'm just, I say, stop hating. Haters are going to hate. Um, that's all for me. That's all for me. Did you have any new and noteworthy or... Um Supporting shout because I didn't have I didn't that. have any supporting
0: shout outs, but I, I wrote down that I thought it was kind of new, maybe noteworthy, that um when Lacey Chabert turns down the job, um, she gets offered basically the job that she wanted at the beginning of the movie, which is being the like partner of a second restaurant that of the restaurant group she's working for. Um, but she decides to turn it down after she knows that the winery has sold out like she's choosing the the new bad version of the winery just because she wants to stay in the valley and where I feel like that was kind of noteworthy rather than like I'm gonna run the winery I'm gonna say no to this job like she's choosing something different than mm-hmm. like the bo- best possible solution uh, right. which I thought was neat which
1: which she ends up getting anyways so yeah but nice. she
0: doesn't know it at the time and yeah. she's really sad about it
1: <laughs> right that's true yeah that's true Kiss meter. Kiss meter. All right, Hannah. Okay. I had thoughts. Okay. I want to hear these thoughts. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I gave it a six. First of all, they're outside this little cafe marketplace in the parking lot, I guess, Mm -hmm. of a gas station. Mm -hmm. So in terms of, like, setting and ambiance, like, full-on fail. Eh. Yeah. Like, very, very, very bad. I think Andrew Walker looks like he's probably a pretty good kisser. That being said, this is a very awkward angle to shoot this kiss. <laughs> um, It's, like, over his shoulder where you can see her face, but, like, only, like, like you can't see them kissing. Mm-mm. It's, like, hiding their mouths. Mm-hmm. And... It's it's a hardcore kiss in a way that I didn't feel like was appropriate for these two people who have just figured out that they actually like each other. Yep. Um, and it's not like at any point throughout the rest of this movie we've gotten like, I've kind of been into the idea of kissing you, but like didn't want to like admit it to myself. This feels a really like, I just realized I like you. And it should be a much more, like, tasting kiss rather than a, like, I want to swallow you whole kiss. And then, on top of that, it feels too much because they do not figure out at any point in this movie how this can possibly work uh-huh. as a relationship. Because as much as we're saying that Andrew Walker is, like, quitting his job and moving and to help her, like, take over the wine, he doesn't actually do that in this movie in theory, he is returning to his job in New York just without the promotion. Right. In <laughs> Like, we, we're we just making the logical assumption of Hallmark movies that he is going to move to her. Because one kiss means stayed. forever. Like, right. So they're together forever. But Right. And, and he wasn't happy with his job, so he's the one who's going to give up his current job. Yeah. But like at no point during the course of this movie does he do that
0: <laughs> you're absolutely right um and i agreed with you a hundred percent on everything you just said about the kiss i gave it a 6.75 though okay um due to the fact that andrew walker does seem to be really really holding up his end of the kiss <laughs> i thought that that looked really nice thanks andrew um but you're right, I couldn't see her I couldn't see it for most of it. Yeah, um it's... and then and then she says the line which we both agree is dumb. I was secretly hoping it was you all along, which is not true. No. And like, it's just a dumb a line that they had to say it because of you know, freaking source material. And Okay, so I said the the second volley of the kiss was fine. (laughs) He looks really into it. But I, I think Andrew Walker's obviously very much taller than Lacey Chabert. Lacey Chabert is a short person. So in the context of, like, their angling of themselves with the kiss, she's got, like, her head tilted back a lot. He's, like, holding her. And Mm -hmm. she's still holding up the ripped up contracts. So she kind of has them in her hand and like holding them trying to sort of hug him but not really hug him but with the contract. So she looks really uncomfortable while he's like
1: I want you. And she's like okay. (laughs) I think I didn't think of her as looking terribly uncomfortable because my family is my family and like of all the like relationships that I see on a regular basis, it's like a foot difference minimum. Uh,
0: so I <laughs> so, guess my thing is I don't see me kiss. So I think yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I right, assume it just people like think doesn't, that's what I look like when I'm kissing Billy. Right. But. It just sort of looks like, yeah, somebody's getting back pain. It's fine. That's what that's what sure. kissing is. <laughs> sure. Yeah.
0: Um, but with the ripped up contracts, I would have thought that I would have dropped them and thrown them
1: away. Yeah. It's weird that she didn't drop them. Yeah. Super weird. Or like, why did she bring them at all? So I think that ultimately, final thought is
0: I don't think Lacey Chabert is a very good kisser on screen. Because I don't think I've liked I – I think that's true. Because I'm saying the same things over and over and over again about how she kisses. Yeah. And um, she's fine. She's a queen of Hallmark. So it's like whatever. It doesn't really matter. But <laughs> there's always a hesitancy yeah. and I
1: don't buy it. Right. I, I think that's fair. Thank you. So Katie – would you recommend this movie? Would you watch this movie? You know, I really like this
0: one. I kind of right? despite what we've been talking about, I do like it and there are a lot fewer what the fuck moments than I remember watching it the first time. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. for some none of it makes sense, but I enjoy the journey. Um I think that Lacey and Andrew are both well matched in temperament and I mm-hmm. I wrote I think you will know what I mean by that, Hannah. <laughs> In the fact that they're both very vanilla. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I think that that's a nice match. Um, fine. It's comforting. Yeah. It's nothing pizzazz. Yeah. It's
1: not Taylor Cole and Tyler Hines. It's... Yeah. Right. It's not pizzazz. I will give you that. How about you, Hannah? I think I'm kind of just eh on it. Like it's it is this the worst movie? Absolutely not. It like would I fault anybody for watching it? No, not at all. But like if given the choice, like I'd much rather watch. I mean, I'd much rather watch Shop Around the Corner. But um, like I I would watch Bottled with Love over this. Yeah. Like there's so many versions of this that are better, I, and. I think the reason to me is the end feels so rushed to me. You know what, though? The end
0: always feels rushed. Even in even in You've Got Mail, even in She Loves Me. It does. It never it's, feels it's rushed... planned
1: right for me, ever. It's, it's, it's a bit of a rushed ending, but this felt, like, like exceptionally so to me. Um, yeah. Where, like, I felt like he found out about her so close to the end of the movie and she found out about him within minutes but there was just a lot of like running around that felt un- I don't know it just felt like oh no we have to finish this movie go <laughs> and assuming that one person feels is like you know <laughs> yeah like it's just a lot of assumptions and yeah it just eh, you know I hear you it's it's not on my list to rewatch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that it exists. It was mm-hmm. a, a quite a cute premise,
1: but in execution, perhaps not. Yeah. Yeah, it leaves something to be desired.
0: Indeed. We um, shall watch Bridgerton instead. <laughs> <laughs> um on that note, <laughs> uh
1: we are still tweeting up a storm. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Lots and lots of tweeting on Saturday nights, and all, often a lot of Sunday nights. If there's a new mystery, yeah, we're just doing that too because we're all at home. So why not, right? <laughs> um, except those are less exciting because they don't—they're not kissing. I'm, I'm, I'm mad at
0: <laughs> even if they air on Valentine's Day and it's the fourth installment, and you feel like they're due for a kiss, they don't give you one.
1: I'm so mad. Crossword <laughs> mysteries. so mad Lacey chabert Um, not kissing people (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, so make sure you're following us on twitter and instagram where when kiss means forever one and four are the numerals Um, and you can email us with all of your thoughts and
0: your own secret valentines for us and you can give yourself a name handle like uh too much hallmark or off the hallmark at uh you can email us at one kiss means forever at gmail.com and that's all spelled out like it is on our logo uh
1: thank you as always to flint pastors for our intro outro music you can find his stuff on apple music spotify and soundcloud and don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcast podcatcher yeah
0: yeah and if you end up playing the game we talked about at the beginning of the episode let us know how you did maybe we'll get like a group together and play be fun who who
1: are you what you do
0: (laughs) I'm the best friend always (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we'll see you next time guys Bye. bye